Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert Don Pizzette, DevOps engineer Justin Dennison, security specialist Daniel Lowry, and Peter. All right, welcome everybody to Technado with Don Pizzette. And once again, we are sans Don Pizzette. Uh, but, but we're going to make it work because we still have, have Justin here. Justin, how you doing? I'm doing fairly well. I'm not in the uh, Studio 7 hotbox anymore, so that's good. Yeah. Did you bring the fan with you? Oh, no, I did not. So there's a good chance of sweating in this episode. Going to get warm, and we have Daniel Lowry. Daniel, how are you today? Well, you ask get so many questions. I don't right. know about my personal business all the time. Perfect. Good to know. And uh, and finally, we are joined today by another Dan, Dan Young, uh, who is a partner and COO at Quolab. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Where are you I joining us? Questions. Yeah, where are you joining us from today? You're in Texas, did I hear? No, I'm originally from the Texas area oh. west, but I'm stationed in Maryland right now, living oh. in Maryland. God's country. I think I said that last week. God's country. I'm, I'm I went sure God's it has country nothing to... to do with the type of work he does. Either. Yeah. I'm sure it's nowhere no, not near, now. Nowhere near Fort Meade or anything like that. Yeah. Nowhere near that. Yeah. Just about three miles away. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, that actually, uh, I don't want to give all the, the info away about you. So why don't we go ahead and actually uh, get to know Dan in our first segment, Rapid Fire Questions. Who do you work for? What's new? Who are you? What's happening? What's wrong with you? All right, Dan, so we're going to take five minutes, about a minute a question. If you run out of time as we're asking, we're going to buzz you move on just to keep things moving. Our first question is going to come from Peter. Okay. I was showing you what the button <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah. That was <laughs> you're okay to keep going. Uh, all right, first question. So um, it says that you work in digital forensics. I, I've, I've watched CSI and, and CSI LA and the other ones, but can, can you explain what digital forensics actually is? Yeah, digital, like if you watch CSI and you see, uh, what was her name, Abby on there, mm -hmm. and she grabs a hard drive, takes a cover off of it, and has a little magic wand that's plugged in with a USB uh, cord, and she waves it over the drive, and all the data starts appearing on the on the screen. It's nothing like that. I knew it. Um, so what what I my background is digital forensics from the classic law enforcement standpoint, and also the malware incident response and um, uh, like blue teaming efforts. So that's split into two different types. One's focused persona-based. So you're going after the data that the user was using on the drive, um, videos, chat logs, that kind of thing, browsing history. And the other one is focused on uh, what actions happen by that device, typically within the concept of an organization. Like what if it was a pivoting device or if it was the you know patient zero from a breach, that's how that focus goes down. Oh, you just came in under the buzzer on that one, but uh, maybe I saw that. It's, maybe it's yeah. how regimented you are, uh, because I know you have a little bit of military kind of DoD experience. How did that uh, prepare you mm -hmm. for more private sector work? So it prepared me immensely. Um, my background, like you said, is military. I was Air Force intelligence and uh, did that for about ten years. Really enjoyed the work. Really enjoyed the people. The training was uh, phenomenal. We were focused mostly on counterterrorism work, uh, so counterterrorism forensics. But the concepts that you use. Um, when you're going after, say, a terrorist laptop versus what you're using when you're analyzing a, <clears throat> a laptop for a, as part of an incident response, all that's kind of within the same realm of technologies and tools that are used, imaging, processing, and, and postmortem e examination. It's just the lens that you apply to the data. So it immensely prepared me for the work that I do now, yes. And speaking of that work, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with a bit of the forensic tools. I've, but we, we uh, do some of that in some of the um, certification shows and stuff that we do around here. But 
I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Someone actually engages in activities. Mm -hmm. um, what are the tools that you typically use? So there's the FTK, Forensics Toolkit, and then there's NK. So those are like the two main powerhouses, right, that are in, in for all the other vendors out there that I haven't named your names. So I'm not getting paid by either one of those two to reference that. So I hope I don't get anybody's uh, shortlist. But the, we use a combination of commercial tools. Uh, if you're doing cell phone forensics, you're going to use like a Cellbrite or uh, you know, um, X-ray forensics. But if you're, one of the main things in the industry is that people share and swap tools a lot. So there's a huge open source community as well of tools that are being used and either built by and released by the governments or built by and released by private individuals for use. Um, a good example of that is GCHQ, so the, the British version of NSA. They released a wonderful tool um, that we use that does data processing and extraction from a random collection of files, right? Um, they released that for the open source. NSA released Ghidra for doing static analysis of malware. So it's a combination of commercial and privately funded or and or privately developed open source tools. So let's, uh, we've kind of talked about the industry as a whole, but let's talk about uh, Quolab specifically. So where do you guys fit in? Um, you know, is it something where you're on a retainer for customers all the time, where you come in kind of like the crime scene cleanup guys afterwards and, and figure out actually what happened? So the funny thing is that we're not in a service, uh, we're not a service company. So we don't do the actual, we do training. We provide training to clients, especially in more uh, challenged remote areas where they might not have a lot of access to that. I'm talking like North, North Africa and places in that that realm. Um, but for the most part, what we do is we develop our software, which is uh, Quolab, the company is named after the same software that we produce, which is a data fusion analysis platform. And so myself and my co-founder, Fabian Dombard, he comes from the malware reverse engineering background. I come from the digital forensics background and in response. So we brought those two concepts together and fuse it into the way that we develop and build the platform to make sure that it's meeting the needs of the operators. So it's kind of built by operators for operators. Neither one of us is a hardcore software engineer, but we have good friends in the company and employees who are rocking out and uh, building it for us, as well as with all the input from our different clients. Makes sense. And uh, my last question, uh, Air Force Intelligence, that's an oxymoron, right? <laughs> um, I would, you know, there's all the Chair Force, Air Force, you Start know. Um, now, the Air Force are smart guys, man. The they higher just... you go in those airplanes, the little harder it is to breathe, so your intelligence level does go down quite a bit. It is um, fun to watch uh, pilots get hypoxic when they're doing the hypoxic. <laughs> it's fun tests. to watch. They're like, play yeah, patty right? cake, and you're like, <laughs> Oh, when they do the training oh, exercises? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's... No, I'll be a, yeah, it's, it's been a, it was a really good time. I really enjoyed it. Um, great people, great time serving my country, you know, doing those things. But it's, um, yeah, there's a lot of good guys doing really good stuff there. Fantastic. Can't support them enough. Thank you for your service, though. Um, so uh, I think it's great to have a uh, digital forensics person here to talk about uh, for our first segment, uh, or our next segment, we're going to uh, talk about who got pwned this week. Looks like you're about to get pwned. Fatality. So we've talked a couple of times uh, in the last few weeks about people taking advantage of what's going on, the pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19, and using that to send out you know, phishing scams for the uh, stimulus checks, all kinds of things like that. And so we, uh, we actually have a roundup uh, from Tripwire of all the scams that are going on. And uh, I guess, Dan, I'll, I'll start with you. It, it, is there been anything that's uh, that stuck out to you as as really unique and and more effective than than others you've seen. Man, it's just same story, different chapter. Uh, they're just finding another vector of fear to prey upon when it comes to 
just your average everyday Joe out there that doesn't understand that you can't like, I like the first test that talks about the a text demands you take a mandatory online COVID-19 test. <laughs> Anybody that's watching anything about this should know that you can't take an online test to know whether or not you have COVID-19. But Viruses online. Yeah, it right. makes sense. It checks yeah. out. Yeah, that's the only test you can take. So I shouldn't take another test? Unless they name the virus they just gave you COVID-19, you can't take an online <laughs> test. Uh, not that I'm aware of anyway. Uh, but, but you get to see, like, that's my that's my fear. Oh, do I have it? I had a little tickle in my throat this morning. Maybe it's, and oh, I got an email. I can take this test and then kind of let me know whether or not my symptoms are indicative. And then, you know, you're, you're, you're hit with malware. Yeah. So. You know what? I suspect they just input your symptoms into... Uh, was it Health what, Online or like? Yeah, you have cancer. <laughs> like, yeah. and coronavirus. Like, you have cancer. Oh, man, I knew it every time. I think the the more brazen one were the people who were setting up fake testing. Um, I saw those, and, and it's like an insurance scam, right? Yeah, so they could do Medicare billing. And man, can That's you smart. imagine if you found out like people were scamming you, but they were face to face. Also, this one, the picture in the article, Louisville, Kentucky, probably not the place that I want. There's some. Some hill folk out there to get a little rough. <laughs> yeah, they get angry. <laughs> Those are Justin's people. What, yeah. what about you, other Dan? So, I mean, the, like uh, Daniel was saying, and, and we're generally commenting on here, the depravity of people knows no bounds, right? And, you know, we have a global pandemic going on and people dying all around the world. And regardless of your bent left, right, or whatever, um, it's amazing to me that people are going to still try and use this type of an event, a global event, and, and disaster to capitalize on it. And one of the things that, you know, a lot of people are doing is they're, they, they want to see the heat maps. They want to see the, the numbers. Where, where's the latest numbers, like coronavirus numbers by country? How is, you know, my state, my county, my city, whatever, racking and stacking against the nation and against the, the global uh, setting. And one of the ones that um, recently that came out is John Hopkins. They had, uh, John Hopkins puts out a really good uh, resource where you can go in and track exactly those stats that I was just talking about. Well, um, it's being spoofed. Their map is being spoofed by hijackers, um, hijackers, uh, cyber threat actors who are masquerading as a John Hopkins website. And then when you go in and click on it, it's actually uploading some malware to your computer. And then um, next thing you know, you're pwned, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, um, was it a uh, who was it? Uh, U.S. CERT actually put out an advisory about that yesterday or two days ago. Sorry. So are you still um, seeing the um, the tracking yes. map while it's happening? And so you think you're at the right place? Yeah, you, exactly. You go there and you're like, well, most most users, astute users, will immediately realize that they've probably stumbled upon something they shouldn't have been on, right? Um, but a lot of the people that aren't doing their due diligence, you know, they click on it, looks legitimate, looks like John Hopkins, and it says, oh, by the way, we need to, you know, you need to click on this to, to install this cookie to enable this to work. Next thing you know, you know. And they probably have a better, a better um, you know, <laughs> infection rate with this than like, one of your Gmail scams or Outlook oh, or something, because you're used so, to going yeah. to those sites, you know what they look like. If this is the first time you're going to this and you happen to go to the malicious one, you know, you, you have yeah. no idea what it's supposed to look like. Is, is that how they got you, Peter? Uh, I'm just explaining that, that this kind <laughs> of thing If could someone were to have if, had that happen. If some guy named with you know. freckles and, <laughs> you know, well, I'm I mean, just it, saying he's not that dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you, you use that same kind of concept and you're sending people phishing emails, um, you know, phishing emails sadly still work in this day and age, right? Um, the fact that emails still work is also a shocker. Um, but the the concept, the fact that phishing emails 
are being hijacked and being used for this to where, you know, t- telling somebody coronavirus outbreak in your city, you know, click here to register and to become aware of, of the la- latest developments, what you need to do. Incredibly effective, right? And the fact that they have to now start tracking that, um, our platform is doing that, um, just is sad to me. Um, it's reflective of the status of where we are, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous how low people will go. But uh, if you do want to take a look at that uh, that roundup, we'll put the link to that uh, that Tripwire article uh, as well as the John Hopkins release about that in the uh, comments or in the description there on YouTube. So you can definitely check that out for yourself. And um, you know, there's probably a ton more that, that aren't even mentioned there that uh, are, are similar kind of uh, phishing schemes and things like that. But but uh, there's some interesting ones on there for sure. Hey, let's take a break. We've got a lot more news to get to. Um, it's not all COVID-19 related uh, today. So we'll get to some other news uh, coming up right after this on the Technado with Dom Pazette. Stay tuned. IT team that's upskilled and ready for any challenge. How do you get there? Join thousands of other IT leaders and let IT Pro TV be your resource. With more than 4,000 hours of IT training, IT Pro TV gives your team a resource to go to. The most popular vendors CompTIA, Microsoft, Cisco, Linux, Apple, AWS, and more. The hottest tech, cloud, security, networking, and more. What's next for your organization? Whether it's an implementation, cloud migration, more workstation support, or new technology, you're covered. With IT Pro TV, you can rest easy. Your team will always be ready. It's binge-worthy learning for IT pros. Get a free trial for your team today. Visit www.itpro.tv/business. All right, welcome back to TechNado with Don Pazette. We're joined today by Dan Young, who's a partner and COO over at QuoLab, and uh, we're talking about the news. So let's go ahead and get to uh, our first article here. Uh, this one is from The Verge. All Microsoft events will be digital only until July 2021, uh, and even Build 2021 will likely be, be a digital event. And man, this is a tough one for for us. I know um, uh, the Microsoft Ignite show is one of the big ones we go to, but they actually were scheduled for later this year in New Orleans, which has been one of the hotspots. So that might have played a little bit into this, but I'm just assuming that these shows are such a production to put on that they just can't invest the time into into prepping something like this, knowing that, you know, there's a, maybe a 50-50 chance that they will or won't uh, go off. But do, do, you, do you guys think they went a little uh, a little crazy going all the way into July 2020? This, uh, this fits that 12 to 18 months, like, optimistic timeline for, like, vaccination and stuff, right? Oh, I guess so, for, for when they say things will be... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because you've got to try all those and test it, them. It's my understanding that uh, though we may flatten the curve on this outbreak, we should be aware that there may be additional like small outbreaks because we don't have any way to like vaccinate ourselves. Yeah, uh, or I build mean, herd immunity. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's hard to build herd immunity when we're all in our houses. Yeah. Exactly. My house is immune though. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're not attending Microsoft events. And there's a herd of animals actually in Justin's house as well. Yeah, so. yeah there is. He's not lying. <laughs> I, I they all have out my dog. blood for this stuff in Clorox wipes, so I'm good. Yeah. Um, I mean, that does not work, by the way. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. heard on Technado with Tom Pazette that you put the Clorox wipe for stuff in your blood. Yeah. Yeah. You do a transfusion. Burns. Blood out. 
Clorox in. <laughs> I mean, You're supposed to have alcohol, happen? right? Not Clorox. Yeah, straight alcohol. Yeah, straight alcohol. So, yeah. speaking of which, speaking of which, the alcohol, the, the homemade hand sanitizer. So, my parents called me. They're like, we've been trying to find the 90% isopropyl. And I was like, I, I, mm, I, I don't think you scale. can. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen 90% on just like everyday store shelves. I've seen 70%. Have either of y'all, anybody seen 90%? I mean, my uncle in the woods. My wife has bought it, I think, a couple of times. So. Yeah, it's so anytime I actually saw an at home recipe that was like, we need 30% hydrogen peroxide. And I was like, uh, you can only get that from like Fishman Scientific supply stores and things um, because it's a horrible oxidizer. It'll dry out your skin. And yeah, actually, all, all the meth labs right now are like, yeah, a, we, need to, we need all these chemicals uh, for hand sanitizer, for, like yeah. sanitizer. You can get that at CVS, I think, actually. What, the 30% peroxide? Yeah, hydrogen peroxide. Uh, yeah. Man, you're, you're CVS. I mean, where are you located again? <laughs> Maryland. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just Maryland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but now all the guys with... Oh, uh, maybe it's... Oh, it's way lower. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, it should be around 3%. Oh, just 3 Correct. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. less. Yeah, the 30% will actually uh, dry your skin out enough to, like, peel. Well, that's fun. Uh, so all the guys with like stills in the in the woods now are, are national heroes, right? Because they uh, can just pump could, out hand sanitizer. They could be. I mean, it takes a lot of work on a still to get ninety percent by volume alcohol. But you don't need to be ninety percent, right? Like the hand sanitizers you buy are like seventy percent, right? Well, it's ninety percent because of what you mix them with. It ends up being over sixty percent. Uh, so as long as you, I mean, if you're willing to pour rubbing alcohol on your hands, I love that we went from Microsoft events to. Now let's drink it's like a chemistry podcast. <laughs> Xyle. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, Peter, but uh, after we read the headline, we were done with that article. <laughs> well, there, there's another in, in that uh, in that same lines. Uh, another uh, announcement from Microsoft uh, is that don't expect any Windows 10x devices this calendar year. So um, they are shifting uh, Windows Focus to reflect the new world where virtualization and single screen devices are more of a priority than brand new form factors. Basically, just meaning hey, we don't have the staff in right now to be able to build these things that we wanted to have out for Christmas. And Sounds great. More about them alcohol stuff. <laughs> yeah. So are we done with this article as well? Yeah, go, go ahead. You got 53 seconds. Jeff. Oh, man. Folding phones are crap anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, Funny they don't mention anything about the Xbox in there. Oh, no, that's gonna be, it's going to yeah. fold. No. Awesome. Folding Xbox. <laughs> Folding Xbox. Hey, you know what? That actually brings up an interesting time. Like how, if this is still going on during retail season, Mm -hmm. uh, and these new consoles drop. Number one, we thought there was demand for them now, but everybody's still holed up in their house. <laughs> oh, they're gonna be. There's gonna be riots if they don't release it. Yeah. yeah, malls will be closing, but I mean, people will still be doing their their shopping online. So I don't think. I, I was telling a story the other day about Tim, uh, the owner of IT Pro TV and co-founder. He uh, bought a bunch of Xboxes when Xbox 360 first came out, and he did it as like a contest, and we all won. So he, he was buying all these Xboxes. He said somebody. It was the middle of winter somebody drove by and water ballooned the line to get people to leave i was like to then go get their spot in line? tactic yes okay did, did you ever hear that story about this lawyer she was like my son's getting a playstation 3 and she brought a sharpened screwdriver and stabbed this no lady. yeah i was like hold up you're that's a, a better article than this one <laughs> yeah i don't want to look that yeah, up can, can yeah. you put that headline in the 
little channel. We well, that's these just like these headlines. That's the end of the story. <laughs> that's the whole story. I'm trying to connect the fact that she was a lawyer to that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. well, what blew me away is the way I heard the story. They were like, this lady stabbed this other lady to death. And I was like, my son's going. And she was a lawyer. Hey, an like, astronaut drove across the country with a diaper on to go kill somebody. True. true. Right. Just because you're smart doesn't mean that you don't let your passions rule Thank you. Is. Yeah, you're smart enough to know to wear a diaper. Yeah. And you know what? Incidentally enough, same person. <laughs> yeah. A lawyer astronaut. Yeah. Who yeah. had a weird PlayStation fetish. Man, Sony is going to get us. Anyway, Peter, we should right, probably yeah, I need Yeah, I need a lawyer astronaut to help me with this next uh, headline, understanding it from ArsTechnica.com. Uh, citing BGP hijacks and hack attacks, feds want China Telecom out of the U.S. Uh, with the history of cyber, ta- cyber attacks, Chinese-owned telecom is a threat, officials say. And so when we say Chinese telecom, is that are we talking about any companies in telecom from China, or is there a company called China Telecom, because that sounds like something like they need there. Is that Huawei? Yeah, okay, is it just Huawei? Yeah, Huawei and ZTE. Yeah. Oh yeah, ZTE too. Because I know actually like second paragraph down. There you go. Yeah, because Huawei, I know there was talk of them putting up antennas and things, and then that kind of went away. That uh, we don't want that anymore. Are they a private business in China? There's I don't think or there's such thing as a private business in China. By, right, the government. I mean, so, one yes, way or the other, if they are controlled by the government, then it is China Telecom. Yes, <laughs> right, so. Actually, according to the article, it, the subsidiary in the U.S. is China Telecom Americas. Oh, there so, you go. Yes, there it is. So I think he's a better reader than we are, yeah. y'all. He's yeah, like, yeah, why don't dumb. you just read the article, Peter? Uh, so, verbatim, yes. Yeah. Yeah, verbatim. I, I, <laughs> he's about to go into prose. About- <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and so this, is this something you... Uh, would have been doing in your uh, old job, or can you tell us uh, <laughs> that? You're talking I mean, to Daniel. You're talking to I'm, Daniel. I'm talking right? to you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're talking to Daniel. Yeah, uh, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I see. I'm, I'm talking to Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I got it. All right, I'll, I'll back off. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to tell you. What so actually, I, no, I was a forensics guy. I would have been uh, complaining about the crap quality of Chinese phones. Oh. To be honest with you. Forgetting the fact that all the other phones are made in China. Yeah, I was going to say, um, wait, the Chinese you company mean produced ones. First. Yes. Didn't we yeah, have an Huawei devices? I mean, about this last uh, week? Like uh, somebody like spitting out weird BGP routes and like rerouting traffic and stuff. But that was through Russia. Yeah, but this is so like this a common practice, about right? that, though. Yeah, but yeah, Huawei if you had was read doing the that physical devices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, um, Killing me. it was. <laughs> I know they, like I said, mentioned uh, Huawei before, but now it sounds like we're just basically saying, get them all out <laughs> because it's scary. So, I mean, do uh, you blame them? No. I mean, be, well, don't you have be to build in you, a, right? a backdoor? Um, you know, if you're a, a, a Russian company or, or a Chinese company or any of those where the, Probably. Where the government has, uh, you know, a stake in the company, essentially, you've got to build in a backdoor for, um, for the government. So. We don't be want able to that here. Sh- shut off them tweets, right? Yeah. I think it's funny, though, this article Re-chat. typifies a lot of these as mishaps, and I'm doing air quotes. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, shucks, like, y'all accidentally redirected a bunch of internet traffic through here. Also, this is nice. Look yeah, at all this stuff. I like data. this traffic. Yeah, this guy got hurt after he accidentally ran his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happens right. a lot. Yeah, well... Um, I don't think this was going to be a huge issue because I don't think a lot of people trust that uh, the, that type of tech anymore. But if there were things you didn't know about behind the scenes, like antennas and and things on the towers that uh, that you didn't realize were 
uh, or from these companies that uh, that could have been but, a big problem. What I find a little funny is the timing. I mean, so you got the the, the federal government making a push on this right now, right? So last year they tried to make a push. Uh, if you track back through the historical timeline on that for, against Huawei devices, like they, the feds banned them and from being sold. And I think it was a Sprint that was using them. I don't want to, Never mind. Carrier agnostic. Anyway, um, but you see the timing on this now with uh, all the coronavirus stuff originating in China. And I'm just wondering how much of that has to play together in here. Oh, so we're, we're getting them back. I don't want to say getting him back, <laughs> yeah. but I well, mean, you're, you're capitalizing like, on negative publicity. Yeah. Keep the ball rolling, right? I mean. Yeah. And deflect anything. <laughs> yeah. and, and haven't they been doing this long before the coronavirus ever showed up on the scene? Like, this has been a constant problem with them. And when they poison like a BGP route or whatever. Yeah, this is long like, before they autonomous invented. systems, they, they basically just update each other and go, hey, how do I get to this? And how do I get to that? And they say, oh, here's how you get there. Exactly. And, and the Chinese ones go, here's how you get there. It's fun. Go that way. I just want all Chinese viruses out. So yeah, that'd be awesome. That, yeah. Take them all. In their defense, they're really good at hacking stuff. Well, and reverse engineering stuff, too. Yeah, and that. Well, you've got government-sponsored programs. I mean, that's kind of the same potato-potato. Right? And apparently, yeah. they're really good at poisoning BGP routes also. Oh, man. They got that on lock. Yep. I just, just, I'm just not touching... <laughs> Where this is headed, and so uh, so let's go ahead and, and head to our next article, why don't we? Uh, this one is from ZDNet.com. Microsoft announces IPE, a new code integrity feature for Linux. Microsoft says IPE, uh, which is Integrity Policy Enforcement, was designed for immutable and embedded systems, uh, e.g. network firewall devices in a data center. So uh, once again, you know, to, to me, this is... Uh, so peter actually i think it's summed up by the title of the article let's go ahead and move on to the next (laughs) again if you don't know what the words in the the... (laughs) Uh, so so if you read the article it's not necessarily for everyday users it looks like uh it's for data centers and and things like that where this is uh like an se linux thing so you can have a permissive policy where if something's being violated it can be logged or there's an enforcement policy where it's enforcing these security policies. Um, I guess the real thing is it's Microsoft and Linux, right? You're, Microsoft is playing into the Linux landscape. That's I was more surprised or more interested in that, but it's also not necessarily my uh, landscape of expertise. Like this is, man, we really need a, another guy on here that's probably more along in this lines. Adam, I think, is free. We should probably get him. Yeah, we should probably get him in here. Mom? You guys talking more like administrators? Yeah, like, you know, maybe like Don Pizzette. Don, well, this is technical with Don Pizzette, and Don Pizzette, you know, said, I got better things to do this week. Yeah. But here, talk about these things that I'm an expert in. Thanks, yeah. Don Pizzette. That's Don. I, I can say that because I know he won't listen to the episodes he's no. not in, right? He doesn't have time to. He's too busy doing not this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a beach somewhere, I'm yeah. sure. Sipping Mai Tais. I don't know how you got on that beach because they're closed. Yeah, the beaches are closed, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's Don Pizzette. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. He can get anywhere he wants. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he has predicted um, that uh, Microsoft will have their own Linux distro uh, by the end of the year, which I'm sure will be delayed now 
because of along with the folding phones. Yeah, with the folding. Yeah, and the folding Xbox. Well, no, we're not doing folding, folding phones. Folding Xbox that runs Linux. We're still doing that, but we're not doing the the Windows devices, and we're not doing uh, events. So I'm sure we'll push the Linux distro into next year. But this does just just show the continued uh, work together. Uh, I mean, obviously, we've talked about. Didn't we say over half of the? Yeah, I think it's about sixty percent of the workload on Azure is running uh, on Linux. Oh, so the workload, so not necessarily a number of machines, but just there's more. I mean, I guess it would kind of tie in. It, it, it's pretty, cl- I would suspect it's pretty close to one to one, unless there's just like one, like the, like there's one giant Windows machine. Yeah. Sorry, I have trouble with like getting those words out. I'm like, <laughs> one. Where's uh, it going? Uh, yeah, well, I've been trying to make this hand sanitizer. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you just, you just you witnessed just a stroke. stroke. <laughs> I was like, uh, is, is, great, you guys. What did you call it, Daniel, before when uh, when the pilots get too high? <laughs> Hypoxic. Yeah, that, yeah. 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 He, he just caught that. Yeah. He's like, ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patty cake, patty cake. <laughs> we lost you for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So, how much time we left on this article? Uh, we, we don't we have. We were to done with it when it See, started. That's a that's a uh, uh, maximum time allowed. Okay. Wow. Um, but we went over. That's, all, that's the maximum time allowed. Yeah, we went over on another one. So let's move on. Uh, Threatpost.com. Critical VMware bug opens up corporate treasure to hackers and i just want to know what corporate treasure means that just means user data right oh uh, oh no i just there's not like giant chests of gold hanging out and it's, it's the ark of the covenant it's oh. like scrooge mcduck's <laughs> yeah. right? yes yeah. which do not dive yeah if you see You'd a big pile of hell. gold coins <laughs> yeah my shoulder will tell you that is not <laughs> yeah oh it's if you dough from Scrooge McDuck height, from the height uh, it does, yeah. well, I, I would want to see the broken bones of Scrooge McDuck <laughs> <laughs> as his first and only attempt to dive yeah. in. Well, a duck's body repels oil and uh, gold, gold coins. Yeah, and gold so coins. Get right down in there, and so the question is. How if you had gold coins, solid gold coins? Right? <laughs> the question is yes. nothing about this article. Post business. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Wait. We gotta. We gotta quantify how much corporate treasure there is. Dan's going. I read the article. I did not watch Ducktail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. I did too. I mean, in, in preparation for this show. Uh, go, go ahead with your with your with your so hypothesis. Let, let's just let's say you had a swimming pool, right? Just okay. uh, maybe one of those fifteen feet above ground swimming pools full of gold coins. Okay, I don't think it's gonna hold up on the wall. Uh, probably not. But Let's say it is. It's some kind of no, magic not. material. How much money do you think that is? Gold. That's a lot of money. Yeah. All right. Hold on. You continue talking about the article. I'll do some quick calculations. Yeah, do some math. All right. So, uh, yeah, because you're like, let the security guys, uh, the Dan and, and Daniel security guys, talk about this one a little bit. So uh, so what are we dealing with here? A, a VMware bug? Something something we need to get out there and patch right now? Probably. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's targeted VMder. I mean... Good lord, that's your single sign-on authentication, right? So, the the capability to be abused. I mean, at the very end of the article, it sums it up quite succinctly when they said, "You know, I'm sorry, I'm being the the verbatim guy here." No, right? please. Um, it was uh, where I said I noticed it, and I'm going to talk about it, and then I can't even find it. <laughs> this article's too dang long. You've been making um, that hand sanitizer as well. It's got six <laughs> paragraphs. I mean. Uh, Don't you love a good article? Uh, a, that you, where's the TLDR on this? Read and talk. Yeah. Well, when we do basically, talk, yeah, it's well, basically saying that it's incredibly damaging, right? So if people, organizations, um, government organizations, any organization is running VMware 
uh, cloud infrastructure. Do you have one single point of con uh, failure? That's like global admin credentials to your network, right? Uh, essentially, is what's happening there. And that's always the big problem with SSO solutions. Like, correct. It's it's this double edged sword where you have this one key that gets me into everything, but if someone compromises the one key, they can get correct. into everything. And so when they say corporate treasure to hackers, we just mean that literally they could get into anything now. They can get on yeah. your system. Yeah. They can get intellectual property or sensitive data, PII, whatever. Yeah, all your data buckets, all your whatever silos you got running in there, right? They're, that's that's theirs. So is this a zero day? Is this something that that they've uh, come up with a fix for yet? No. So no specific acknowledgments were given for the bug discovery, is what it said, right? So it was disclosed oh, privately. Dis okay, so so it's not so, it's it's not uh, where the public. We don't know. Yeah. Right. That, Probably like a, a private bug bounty or sure. some. Random researcher going, I figured something out. Private, but I'm still going to let the media know that I did it. Well, they or have it to release been like the, the Windows one, right? Oh, yeah, it could be like that. But they, they got to release you know. a patch, right? So they've come up with a patch. It says in the article that they, they have a patch, I think. It and does, yes. Therefore, that's going to be public. Uh, yeah, in, uh, I don't need a patch if there's not a problem. So Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, they even have a that document map? that you oh, can walk I think Now, this is... I haven't been able to double check myself, but roughly a 14 foot swimming pool, five feet deep, okay. filled with gold, filled with gold, would be roughly sixty billion dollars. Oh my goodness! Now these the are Scrooge coins. is wicked rich. These are coins that are not stacked, and even if they were, there's a lot of air in between yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, roughly we could we could say in the in the fifty billion dollar range would be a yeah. very safe yeah. estimate. Yeah, roughly. No. And he had a tower. It he was did. Not he had a like a whole vault that was like an Olympic-sized pool. I'd take a little pailful. And be yeah. right. Any but, day. But again, gold prices are their all-time highest. Ducktails was early '90s, late '80s. Yeah, but he's going to sit on that. You don't liquidate oh, all that gold. Well, I mean, if if anyone's going to sit on it, it's Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, he's <laughs> obviously thinking more long-term. Uh, he he's a, a bear market kind of guy. I think he got so much gold at that point, he started like. Building a silver bin and so you know platinum bins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you scale that right, I Full mean toilets. he might own like a third of the world's economy in that in that cartoon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean he he's oh easily at the end of the day he's doing all right. He and Jeff Bezos yeah are doing fine. He, he's la he's like man if I woke up with Jeff Bezos money I'd kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm poor. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, where did my money go? Uh. Scrooge McDuck. So, right. yeah, you think there's that kind of corporate treasure? Because I figure I might try to figure out what this bug is all about if yeah. that's what we're talking about. I think that's what it is. I would get I would get right on that. because Above ground pools full of gold coins <laughs> is what the corporations hold on to. I just think that, too, if Justin did have $50 billion, he would still have an above ground pool. <laughs> Darn right. I Maybe. Just, that's full of gold. Well, sure. And bush light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just an above ground pool, 14 foot wide. <laughs> Five feet deep, full of ice. And dead people because they tried to dive in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, I guess ice would hurt like crazy. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> yeah, just on staff. How do you make his money? That you lose the lawsuits. Yeah. yeah broke my neck diving in there. Uh, yeah, I said, don't dive. And they were like, ah, challenge accepted. I've not seen the sign. I said no diving. There's yeah. a waiver, I'm sure. All right. Our, our last article here is from WFSB.com. Eyewitness News. I don't know where they're... Isn't that the Russian intelligence agency, the FSB? It is, actually. <laughs> That's no good. 
You put a W in front of it, it's a valid call sign oh, for a television a, yeah. station. Yeah, so TV station. Maybe this is fake. Everybody calls each other comrade. <laughs> <laughs> the big news. And they're wearing giant polos. <laughs> the big news Chinese. is there, there won't be new emojis in 2021 due to coronavirus. I'm about to flip my desk. Yep. I am mad. And what but, are we going to do we for the remainder this? of this four minutes? <laughs> yeah, do we have to? <laughs> well, it, you're, I've always wondered about emojis because they're they're different in iPhone and Android, but did, did they have to get together? Does someone get together and say, okay, here's the emojis we're going to make. Now you make your version, I make my version? Or no, It's my understanding it's an extension of like the Unicode. Uh, it is. Standard, right? So it's all stuff that already exists in the Unicode standard or they're adding new things? Is that the, like, the emo standard? <laughs> yeah, I believe so. I want a Scrooge McDuck emoji now. Well, there's a duck All emoji. broken bones and everything. <laughs> you could use the duck emoji and the Scottish flag. Now I know why he's got the little, like, uh, the shillelagh that he walks around with. And can't even afford a nanny or, or something. No, he had a nanny. Yeah, he did. She, I thought, uh, and her uh, her niece was like, they the, were together. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I think they were together. Doesn't matter, still a nanny. Okay. I mean, a nanny. Maybe, maybe Scrooge got, you know, a little twinkle in his eye one day and that. And one led thing led to another. Now he's got an illegitimate niece that's mm. walking the halls of his house. Now this says this does not impact the release of new emojis like the transgender flag, the gender neutral Santa Claus, and others that were announced in January. So this just means others that were going to be released later this fall are, are not coming out. But that's... I'll have to get on that black market emoji. Let's uh, let's go around the room real quick and uh, favorite emoji that is not the poop emoji, everyone. Oh, Justin. Uh, probably the head smack. Like the face palm. Yeah. Okay. I I, I like the one where um, it's kind of like ah. I use that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do we have to do the emoji when we say which? I didn't like? think so. But... Oh, I don't know any way to. It's like you're kind of like grinning. But it's like, oh, so it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what any of them are called. I don't know what it's All called. All the time people will be like, oh, yeah. it's the eye roll. It's the this or that. That's I'm why like, I just end up using bro, the poop emoji. I just recently found out the one with the two hands and a smile. That's a hug. No way. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was just someone that was like stupid happy. Yeah, like, hey. No, <laughs> yeah. that's supposed to be a hug. Ah, uh, that's dumb. Well, I'll be. Yeah. So that's not but your favorite, though? Dan. Yeah, that, oh, so you're like, doing the one the that puke he one. was doing. Okay. The puke one? That's a good one. The puke one? Okay. Yeah. Just throwing up. Isn't there a puke one, too, with money? I don't know. Uh, it's yes, Scrooge that McDuck. Awesome. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, that could be Just the Scrooge blood McDuck. and gold coins <laughs> coming out of his face. He's like, I got the money, but I also cracked my Dad. skull. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to have to live with those emojis for now because we're not getting any new ones. Um, so that's, sad. that's rough. Hey, real quick, if it is 18 months before we, does that mean that we don't get any new emojis next year? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when the... Are we going to communicate? Um, yeah. What, what are we going to uh, do? Just I don't, it's like I'm going to have to pick up the telephone and talk to people. Yeah. And be like, I was like, and like throwing up. I was I was just buying an American Sign Language book on Amazon. So wait a minute. That was where it was going to go. In Which you should learn. new emojis, does that mean people are going to be like, you know, more hashtagging? Oh, I hope so. Oh, Oh, I hope not. Right? Because, you know, they got to get those new emotions out there. So Yeah, that's true. That'd new emotions? New All right, Dan, tell us the new emotions. I'm going to need to know. I don't know. It's hashtag new emotions. Because I, I, got, I got hate, anger, <laughs> giddy laughter. Yeah. We need to wait for the influencers to tell us what our new emotions are. Aren't correct. we those people now, influencer. Peter? We are yeah. not influencers. Do we, have you been offered a free hotel stay? 
I've never been outside of my house. Man, these nice people gave me a free hotel when I put that gun on them. <laughs> Nobody wants to see me without my shirt on, so then, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not an influencer. Hey, Dan. Uh, you know, this is normally the part of the you, show where I'd, where I'd ask, you know, if you guys have any events coming up or anything, but obviously you don't. Um, so uh, if people want to find out more about CoLab, uh, what's the best way to do that? Put a .com after this. Whoops. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, and you're good to go. Uh, hey, I want to let you know about a couple of things happening over at IT Pro TV. First of all, um, we have a webinar coming up Thursday, April 23rd, Evolved Server Management with Windows Admin Center. Simplify and modernize your management tools. That's going to be Mike and Wes uh, doing that one Thursday, April 23rd. Uh, we also have an on-demand webinar we just released, uh, which is... 10 priorities for remote team management, getting the most out of your dispersed team, which is pretty timely as well. And you can see that and uh, register for the upcoming webinar, uh, both over at itpro.tv slash webinars. Let's go ahead and check that out. And while you're surfing around on the internet, uh, head over to go.itpro.tv slash technado. That's where you can uh, find out all about a seven day free trial uh, for a personal subscription, 30% uh, off of that prescription. prescription subscription. Uh, you can also get a demo for a, uh, a team uh, trial, so you can go ahead and see all the cool things that are available for teams uh, from IT Pro TV. So that's over at go.itpro.tv slash technado. And one other thing that I should mention too, that uh, we have just released the updated versions of the iOS and Android apps uh, for IT Pro TV, and you can now see the same kind of dashboard you see on the online experience on your computer uh, and you can pick up where you left off a little bit better and all those kinds of things are available now in the app as well so uh, if you got the app go ahead and update that and if you don't have the app yet what is wrong with you uh, get out there and get that now all right guys well um yeah we need don back for sure uh to help us he's actually he's actually hovering around out there now so he just got here a little late Maybe we can just record this whole thing again, throw this one out. What do you think? <laughs> I say we keep it. Keep it has it. some classic moments. I'll you know. tell you right now, if I was searching around for somebody like Quill Labs, I'd be like, man, they got some cool people over there. That's who I want to work with. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dan, uh, for taking the time with us today. And, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. And thank you, Daniel Lowry, too, for taking the time with us. I do what I can. All right. And thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, we'll see you next week right here on Technado with Don Pazette. Bye.